Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we're doing 1999's The Blair Witch Project. But before we do that, what have you been up to this week? Well, I decided that I was going to try and make as many Christmas presents this year as I could. Yeah. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Nice. As fast as I can. Bit of craft. Quite close. Yeah, well... Oh, more just sort of. I've not even. I've not even. Assembling. Yeah. I've done nothing. I've done nothing. <laughs> My plan is to do it on Friday, because. Some people, and I don't know who these people are, do all their Christmas shopping, like before December. I always say that I'm gonna, and I never ever do, ever. Some people do it throughout the year. Yeah. Which is no. A good way of doing it, really. Yeah, but you forget what you've bought, people, and. It disappears. Yeah, so you might lose it, and if you buy, especially when you're older as well, like the chances are, if it's something somebody wants, they might have bought it already. Mm, yeah, that's true. Because because yeah. you kind of do when you're older, don't you? So yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely not that organised. I wish I was, oh, well. but I'm not. <laughs> no. You be you. Yeah. Don't just don't do it whenever. Be pressured into buying Christmas presents early just in cause... January. Never. It's, yeah. No. Oh, oh yeah. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, what have I done? I've not done much, really. Just starting to uh, get ready to put the tree up. I've not even put my bloody tree up yet. 
Have I bought your trio? No. Wow. <laughs> and it's the 14th today that we're recording. Nah. Are you going to just... put the tree up or are you going to just be like... We are going to put it up. We might put it up tonight. But it's just... Yeah. It's just because we've been like decorating and stuff and we There's wanted to get that done first. When you're decorating the houses. So... Yeah. I'd, I, I, I caved... Literally have to take I caved and I cleaned downstairs. Like a gutted downstairs so we could put it up. But upstairs is a tip because we're decorating and there's dust if everywhere. You, it's driving me insane. If you think yours is a tip, imagine mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, honestly, it is an absolute tip. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I can't wait to clean. That, that's like the best bit about when you when you finish decorating and you can clean everything. Yeah. Oh my god. Especially in somewhere like the kitchen where you can like wipe all the surfaces. Mm. Well, I gutted yeah. my kitchen the other day ready for Christmas. And I gutted the lounge because I like to do like a deep clean before and then I don't have a lot to do on Christmas. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cuz I like to sort of not do anything. Just chill. Nah. <laughs> well, that is the ideal, but it doesn't happen, does it? Well, no. This is it. We'll see. I'll probably end up doing some. Yeah. We had a we had a nine 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 yesterday because uh, what happened? He he was changing the uh, radiator in the bedroom where we're decorating, yeah. and there was oh, a there was no. a little leak. <laughs> it was all right though. The house isn't flooded, so we're all good. That's fine. It was a bit touch. It was It was touch. No, it's fine. The floorboards got oh, a bit damp, right. but they're dry now, so yeah. it's fine. But yeah, it was a bit, uh, a bit touch and go. It was a bit stressful yesterday, but we're getting there. You're getting hopefully. there. Hopefully, oh, it. I know. But in in the meantime, this week we've watched the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Mhm. Directed by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez. What a name that is. Eduardo Sanchez. I love it. It scored a six point five out of ten on IMDb. I think that's too high. Spoiler alert. I hated it. Still hate it. The synopsis is, three film students vanish after travelling to a Maryland forest to film a documentary on the legend of the Blair Witch. Footage left behind shows what they went through. Before we start, there will be spoilers if you've not watched it. I feel like everyone's watched this at some point. It's kind of that entry level, isn't it? spoil it, because... Yeah. Literally just hearing about it is is almost the whole film. Somehow. Personally, I think it's hard to spoil it because nothing happens. <laughs> but we'll get into that in a bit. Oh, Strap yourselves in because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go off on one because I hate this film. Because it was like it was like I feel like all the films we've done we've liked. Like literally, yeah, what well, we've chosen, yeah, the, we've I liked. Really, like disliked. Even strongly. even like the ones we've not seen before, we were like, yeah, they're, they're quite good. So I was like, we need yeah. something that is going to be slightly negative. <laughs> uh, but then I was like, I was like, right, the first time I watched this, I watched it in the in the cinema when it came out in nineteen ninety nine. Right, this is the first and only time I've ever watched it, and I hated it. And I was just like, that was rubbish. Why have I watched this? I'm never watching that again. So this was the second time I've ever watched it. And I was like, right, it's been a few years. I'll see how I feel. 
I'm watching it with yeah. a more critical eye for the podcast. I might change my mind. No, I didn't. I still <laughs> hate it. I still hate it. I don't get it. I don't understand why people like it. I just don't understand. What's I? I had seen it at some point, but I think I saw it about eleven years ago, something. Yeah. I I can't. I couldn't really remember it. So when I watched it again now, because it's, it's rubbish. I was I was in two minds because. I was curious to see it all unfold again. Yeah, so yeah. So I, was, I wasn't, like, not engaged with watching it. I mm-hmm. was interested in watching it. But then also, I did mute it when they kept yelling because it was winding me up. So I couldn't mm-hmm. say that I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. I did have the advantage of being able to mute it, which yeah helped me watch it. Basically, it's rubbish. Oh, I just don't understand. I don't get it. It's it's it's, diff- it's it's successful, isn't it? It was it, well. It's a lot to make, but it made loads of money. I found varying varying sort of things about the budget. One one thing I found it said it cost sixty thousand to make, and then I saw another one that said it took two hundred thousand to make, and then I saw another one that said twenty thousand. So I've no idea how oh, much it co- in I bet in filmic it terms. Been- it was cheap. But I don't know exactly how much, but apparently it made like 248.6 million. So it was like, it's one of them, it's like, like paranormal activity, it's low, low budget, made a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And it. I think though, I imagine they probably didn't spend a lot filming it compared to other films, but they probably spent more. Marketing. Late, like marketing. There was so much marketing, like. I don't know yeah. if you I don't know if you remember, but like the the hype that surrounded it was ridiculous. It was so much, I like, was like at school. I was at, in year seven or eight or nine. I can't remember. Mm. And um, I remember I I had a booklet about it that I'd got picked up somewhere that was like an information thing for people who wanted to like go to the woods and help find more evidence as if it was real. Yeah, yeah. I remember not being entirely sure if it was real. I remember, I remember there was like, like there was loads of like fake real. news. There was loads of like missing like they had like missing yeah. posters of the actors and stuff. There was a website that you could go on. It was like one of the first sort of like interactive like you know go to a website about it and stuff. Mm. They made they made it a fake they made a fake documentary before it was released really? called The Curse of the Blair Witch, which was on Sci-Fi a week before its wide release. Wow. Yeah. They really it, went It was like, deep, yeah, they, they proper went in. dive and, into making it seem real. And it looked like it was going to be terrifying. I remember, because I've always like, really enjoyed horror, and I was like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. Like, it looks terrifying. No. 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 Just now. It made... It, there were some bits where it made you kind of jump. No. Nope. But it wasn't a jump of fear. It was more a jump of when there was suddenly really loud vocals, like, screaming. Yeah. Made you kind of... Because it was a bit unexpected. Not, not, maybe not jump, but like, oh, stop screaming, you're annoying me. Yeah. Is there, is there a word for where you, like, desperately mute something? I just would say this film because everyone is really annoying in it. Oh my god. Anyway, right. We'll get into it. Yeah. So, you start with your black screen and then shaky titles. It's shaky because it's all homemade. 
wasn't sure if it was actually shaking. No, I think it was because I was at the, the telly. No, it, it was, was. It was. It was shaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you get this uh, October nineteen ninety four. Three students went missing. To they were researching this project on the Blair Witch. A year later, their footage was found. And then it basically starts. It's like all found footage. There's no real credits as such because it's meant to be you've just found somebody's stuff. Yeah. It's not re- it is real kind of thing. Also, another thing that annoys me about this is everyone's like, this is the first found footage movie and it started it off. It wasn't. It wasn't. The fir- one of the first found footage was uh, Cannibal Holocaust, which came oh. in probably, is it the 70s, I think? 70s, 80s? Yeah. yeah. And apparently, like, I think people thought it was real, and I think that there were charges getting brought against people because they genuinely thought these people were dead, and I think they had to, like, bring them in to a court and be like, they're actors, this is not real. <laughs> I'm sure it was that one, and they were like, "No, no, we're fine. It was a film, so it's not real." What about that H.G. Wells one on the radio? Yeah, um, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yeah, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. I mean, I think it maybe did like revive the genre of found footage, but it wasn't the first one. So there you go. So. in the 90s, it was like when video cameras were more, even though that I think they had like a 16mm camera and a video camera. Yeah. Everyone was getting video cameras in the 90s, weren't they? Yeah, but they were like proper old ones, weren't they still? They were, because um, they had to take a videotape, some of the older ones. Yeah, like proper yeah. big size, yeah, yeah. And yeah. They, they went down to like different, t- anyway. It's not that like always that. makes me laugh because... Um, in uh, in it's always sunny when they get the video camera out. It's always a really old video camera with a big VHS tape, yeah. but like it's it was done later on. But they've got this really like really old camera. It's really funny. Speaking of as well, Heather Donahue, who is the woman in the Blair Witch, yeah. was in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, really? Yeah, was she, she was playing herself as in she her wasn't... Blair Witch character. No, she was, she was in. As an actress. She was a she was a woman who Charlie went to school with, and then she tells him that she's got a kid and it's his basically, and he ends up looking after it. It's in like the, it's in the first season because I remember watching it and I was like, she looks really familiar to me, and then realised that it was her. So and and her being in that one episode, a ton better than the Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh, God, it's just making me angry. So, yeah, so you get the title. I've not even done the titles yet, and I'm just... Yeah, right. <laughs> so we get to a shot of... It's Heather Donahue. She's at home, and she's saying that she's going to explore this Blair Witch. And she's taking all these books about the Blair Witch and packing her stuff and all that lot. Then she meets the other guy who... I don't know who his name... Does Josh is- and... Mike. 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 Josh. So it's Josh. Josh. So Josh comes and they have a bit of banter with each other because she's like, oh, you're late, blah, blah, blah. So obviously they know each other, but then they're going to pick up I liked Mike. I Josh's car. That was the main thing I noticed at this point. I was like, 
That looks like a fun car to drive. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was. It looked like a, a natty little car. So, so she, yeah. So she says they're going to pick up Mike. So he's new to the group, and they start shopping at the supermarket for supplies before nice. they go on this trip. Which you need Oatmeal snacks. Raisin. You need road yeah. snacks. They did on a marshmallows rather a lot, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't like marshmallows. Don't like this film. Do you know what? I don't either. No. There's nothing to them other than just like they just fill your mouth up. Have we had? We've had this. We've discussed. It was when we discussed the stuff. Yeah. Because it looked like marshmallow fluff. Yeah. I don't like them. No. Mike, I was like, Mike is gonna cause trouble. And you were correct because he was quite annoying. They were all very annoying. So they took it. It was like a a, t- a turn take of causing trouble for the other two. Yeah. So yeah. So the she she's kind of interviewing somebody, but she doesn't. She's kind of asking about this this Blair Witch myth, but this person doesn't really know. They're like, well, oh, I don't really know. So it was kind of a bit of a waste of time. Uh, and then they've got this board. And I noticed that it's the uh, it's the actors' own names. So basically, they've used their own names mm. in this to sort of make it more real, I suppose. They get to they get to Burkittsville, which is where this legend is. And then she does this kind of it's like Leslie Vernon, you know, when she's talking about the legend of Leslie Vernon, and it's yeah. and and it's this like really cheesy like commentary about this Blair Witch and it's really weird she does it really weird and I I was just like I don't get it I don't like it it's weird but yeah and it's saying like a lot of children went missing in this area loads of years ago then they interview an old man and then I put this is the start of it really really shaky camera (laughs) like I know if you're like doing a handheld camera you'll get a bit of shake Mm. but it's ridiculous like you can't a lot of the time I felt like I just didn't know what was going on because it was that shaky yeah. I couldn't I couldn't sort of differentiate what was happening so they yeah they're interviewing this old man and they interview this woman as well and she's heard tales about like kids was, going missing was that the woman with the child yeah who kept like was smacking her in the mouth <laughs> Yeah, that toddler was like, no, 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 don't tell. Shh. And I was like, how so did they funny. get a toddler to act as if the toddler knows that yeah. it's real and you should? It was talk probably about good. It. Uh, it was just good circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah, she said she's saying that she's seen this documentary, but all the meantime, this little kid's like covering her mouth, and she's trying to like move the hand and be like, I'm yeah. trying to do this interview, and he's like, nope, shh, just stop it. Shh. Nope, don't talk about it. <laughs> so, so what they've what they've kind of established at this point is it's all sort of rumor and hearsay in this town about this witch, and no one actually knows anything concrete about mm. it. Um, they, they know not to go in the woods. Yeah, and then they find out that she, when she kills you, she sends you into a corner, so you've got to face the wall before you die. Was that a guy though? That was uh, that was what they somebody told them. Like that she makes you face was a corner. Was a, a local murderer who also did that? I don't know. Maybe. 
But I'm assuming it was anyway, the Blair that's Witch. What you have to do yeah, so because that kind of come that comes in at the end, doesn't it? So they found this this bit. So they kind of. I think they talk to a woman called Mary. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Harry, don't they? Who's kind of a... Woman in the trailer. Crazy woman and she's yeah, like there's some She's like, There's something up there, don't go in there, that is not a good idea. I think they're basically like, She's crazy, crazy Mary, she's nuts. Mm. And then she sort of started saying she used to go fishing up there. And then she said when I think it was when she was a kid and she's like, I was I was laying down, sort of waiting for my fish to bite, doing whatever, and then she was like, I felt like there was a presence near me. Which is weird. I've had that before. Like, wait, you just know somebody's like behind you or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's was really weird. There? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Right. Um, and she says it was a, a woman with furry hands. She was wearing a shawl and she was just staring at her. And then she took her shawl off and she was just basically hair from head to toe. Was she a woman or was she. Yeah, I think she was a woman. Like... An animal that's naturally furry. No, I think she was a woman, just hairy woman. But you don't really. It's not true anyway, You don't really it? tell. They so don't, don't really mind. tell you. You don't really find out either way. So, and then, I think, what? Why have I put that? Put woman, woman scientist writing a book. Oh, is it her? Does she say that she was writing she, a book? She she tells the the cast the crew. Um, that she's she's also writing a book and she's also a scientist and various things that's that make it. it seem like she's And they're like, oh yeah, of course you are, Mary. Of course. Whatever. Maybe she was. You, they don't know. So it cuts to the hotel. So they're all in the hotel and they're kind of debriefing from the first day and they're like, how do we feel about it? And they're like, well, so far it's going well. We've interviewed some people. We've got some good footage. It's all right, going fine. So they have a couple of beers to celebrate the first day. And then I've put, she's so bossy. She is like the bossiest woman mm. in this. Oh, I couldn't work with her. She'd drive me the insane. Thing, I think the thing that you notice about this is knowing vaguely that they're going to go out in the woods. Mm. I was like, these three people are not going to mix well in a survival situation. Right from the start. Yeah. I think that's almost, if they were more believably able to cooperate and seem like they could survive i feel like i'd be more invested in watch it because i you sort yeah. of they get lost and it all falls apart you kind of but yeah you, you kind of look at them yeah. don't you and you're like well you're screwed before you start because you don't even yeah. the, there's yeah, no all, kind of there's um, no kind of synergy between any of them is there so it's it's yeah, not going to go well just like 
yeah i'm in charge and like oh i'm cool i'm the slacker guy and i'm the cool guy and it's like there's no yeah. sort of cohesion mm, cohesion that is a good word cohesion. yes so so day two they're going looking for this trail in the forest then i've put something about fish fish oh there's two fishermen they spoke to two fishermen oh it says fit i can't read my own writing fishes yeah. i thought it said fishes and i was like fishes. interviewed a fish what are you on about <laughs> that's it they interview some fishes that's it and they're talking about that it's probably kids like stupid kids like messing about or whatever um and then they start talking about they'd seen a woman whose feet didn't touch the ground and a kind of in this sort of weird gray kind of mist vapor that comes round but it's not like i think they're kind of saying it's not like weather it's something else it's just you know a mysterious it's mysterious it's probably vaping they didn't have vaping back then they didn't know but yeah maybe yeah. that was the start <laughs> so yeah the, i think there's there's like cabins and stuff all sort of around this area where people got fishing and stuff so they get ready to hike in so they leave the car at the beginning of this trail and then they set off on the little merry way uh we find out that they're going to a place called coffin rock where five men were tortured there on this rock and like they got like cut and mutilated and all sorts oh, of horrible stuff yeah it sounded more exciting than this freaking witch let's be honest but anyway so she does this other sort of cheesy introduction about coffin rock and she starts telling about these bodies and the bodies were removed and nothing kind of ever came of it so then it starts to rain ugh, and they have to set up a tent which camping rain no thanks i'm not into that i like a life of luxury i like to be indoors i don't want to be outside camping in the rain so they can't make a fire because it's raining and then uh, i think he basically has a piece of wood and he's like well it'll make a good lean post for now because we can't start a fire with it because it's raining uh they're all huddled in one tent as well there was too many people in that tent mm, too many yeah. there was too crowded yeah. especially one of them they didn't even know it might have been like a weirdo or something you never you just don't know do you no you exactly never know. it's a it's a big thing to sort of set yourself up to have to essentially live with a person that you don't even know yeah for a couple of days but yeah so then they start hearing these noises, so you get in, you basically get in the shots of them in the tent, and then noises outside. One of them's an owl, they think, so that's fine. But then they hear cackling, and she's like, "I'm sure that was cackling," and everyone's like, mm, "That's a bit weird. I don't know." Whatever. Then, I think the day after they, they're sort of wandering around, and she gets them lost, a little bit. Yeah. So I was interested in it because a massive plot part of the film is that they're lost so mm -hmm. the whole kind of film hinges on them being lost yeah and i was like it they seemed to get lost quite quickly considering that they had a compass and a map she was saying she'd check the compass so either she wasn't checking the compass and the other two didn't realize or the compass was being manipulated by 
the environment in some way to make it look like it was wrong. Yeah, maybe. I think if there's a lot of iron ore in the ground, comes to they don't work as or if it's not like calibrated right or something. Yeah, yeah. or if it's a really cheap one as well. I used to work in a shop where we sold compasses. At one time, I lined up like four or five of the same compass on the desk, and they all pointed in different directions. Really? Well, there you go. Yeah, then. they would. They didn't work. Yeah, no. you'd be better. You, mind you, you you couldn't probably then. I'd say you'd be better using like Google Maps on your phone, but they probably <laughs> didn't have it. So. They might not have had yeah. it back then. So ninety four. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah, they get lost a little bit, but they all kind of laugh it off and it's fine. Then they get back on track and everyone's happy and it's fine. And then they're kind of saying that Mikey's doing well and it's his first sort of foray into this kind of stuff. And then they're kind of saying, do you think that this witch actually exists? And I don't think... I don't think they do at this point, really. Mm. I think they're kind of sceptical about whether she actually exists or not. Apparently, I, I think they believe that there's like the legend. I think they believe the, the legend, legend has is probably got some power to it. Reason but they don't actually think there's a living which, person yeah. perpetrating these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. The, apparently, like all the the script was all ad libbed, and every day yeah. they got GPS coordinates to go to to find their next part of the script yeah so they had like they had it i think it was about 30 pages long the script it was really really short but it was kind of it was kind of beats that you had to hit so they were like right this is going to happen this is going to happen this is going to happen and then they just kind of ad-libbed around it which as a i'll give i'll give them that that's quite impressive so i will be nice and i will say that yeah, because the thing, I don't want to be critical of the actors because I don't know to what extent they were coached. Because one yeah. of the things that I didn't enjoy was the way they, it, their organisation structure just like fell apart really quick and they they all went off on the deep end. But I guess I that was kind quickly. of the, the whole point. But... And I was like, have they, are they actually annoyed with each other? Because the script says that you have to have I like think a certain so. level of tension. Yeah. Or are I feel they like just annoyed because they look out in the rain. I think and... they were meant to have the tension. So they probably said yeah. that, you know, you're going to get lost, you're going to be mad at her. And then they kind of just worked around it, which, yeah. like, improvisation, I feel like, is really hard. So I'm going to give them that because I couldn't do it. So that's fine. I, I that is the only positive it, thing. It, it wouldn't be the same film. But, I could so do improvisation, but it would just... It, it wouldn't um, work. Apparently, they work. they were in character all the time, but if they wanted to break character, they had to say taco. Yeah. That was their word to, like, break character. And then they were themselves again. So, yeah. yeah. But I, I think... I've heard as well a lot of a lot of this stuff they didn't know what was going to happen and I think they kind of like people would like make noises and like hit the tent and stuff when they were in yeah. there so they did they didn't actually realize that and they did actually get quite frightened by it. Yeah. I've heard I've I have heard that but I don't, I don't know. Then it cuts to the next day and you get the the horror trope of I know a shortcut. I'm gonna go down this shortcut. That's a good idea. We're not gonna get lost. It's fine. 
Then for some reason she starts videoing Mike's chest hair and his weird sort of patches of baldness he's got. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Then they find a dead mouse. Well, they're, they're, they're taking advantage of the environment. It's for, because like, bugger all is happening. Noticed. It's because nothing's happening. Yeah. There's nothing happening. Yeah. It's so uneventful that she's got to film her colleague's chest hair. That is how exciting this film is. They must have found out about it, though, at the time, because as an actor, I can't imagine him going, well, one of my skills is that I've got sporadic chest hair. Yeah. So if you need that... Maybe they just were like, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird, I'm going to film it. It must just come up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they find this dead mouse and they're like, is it witchcraft? And then... We get the sort of, we're lost, and then they start arguing with each of us. So, like, mm. the tension starts between them and, like, you've got us lost again. We're lost, and she's adamant that they're not. She's like, no, we're not. We know where we're going. It's all fine. And they're like, I really don't think so. And then Mike's kind of saying, I agreed to do this project, and now you've got me lost. I'm really not happy with you. And they're just arguing away, and then they're like, let's just look around and we'll find something. And then Mike's kind of saying, I don't know you, and I'm putting my trust in you that you are going to keep us safe, but I don't fully trust that you're going to. And See, then that's the problem. Like, I yeah. wouldn't really have trusted Heather yeah. to lead an outdoors expedition. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if they hadn't trusted her from the start, but then she wouldn't have... She given like she wouldn't have wanted them she to is very it. very confident in what she's saying though she's like yeah it's fine and then she's like you know we'll look back on this and laugh when we get back like it's just a bit of a hiccup it's fine absolute yeah. denial so they're trying to find this cemetery that that apparently has something to do with this this legend and they're kind of they're still arguing and they're kind of they have to get across this like river thing, don't they? So they're walking along this like bit of wood with all the stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, somebody's going in that, which nobody yeah. did. But they they've. I feel like the two fellas at this point have had enough of her. They're like, I'm sick of yeah. you. You do made in. Well, I'd have it. I'd had enough of her, and I'd had enough of the two fellas as well. None of them. Yeah. Had redeeming qualities at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me. That's it. So. Which, because they're on in like this is the, the main thing. I feel you meant to kind of you meant to sort of root for them, aren't you? And and yeah. kind of and think, well, oh, it's so sad. It's so survive. sad that what happens. It's like I can't stand any of them, so I don't I really don't yeah. care. They get to this cemetery and they find these like little piles of rocks that are placed in in sort of areas of this cemetery, and they're like, oh, it looks really creepy. And then they're like, maybe it's something to do with like a burial ritual or something where they put these little rocks. Then it cuts to the night time. They've set up camp again and they're having fire and sausages. <laughs> they're talking about, uh, I think they're talking about Gilligan's Island. I don't know, what's that? What is Gilligan's Island? I've heard of that. It was a, I think it was a TV programme where some people got stranded on an island. I've never watched it. I feel like it's a game show, but I, that's no, it was right. it. No, I think it was a series. And I've always thought it was a game show for some no, reason. No, it was a just, just like, it was like a um, bit of um, 
a bit like Castaway, I think. Like, uh, but like, yeah, I there was this guy was called like, Gilligan on it. I've never watched it, so I don't know. Like Love Island and nah. like um, Funhouse or something. I always, I thought no. it was like an Activity Island where they each. But, well, though, that's not right at all, is it? No. They're, ba- they're basically saying about they're basically saying, "Oh, I'd be Gilligan if I was on this island or whatever," and saying he was funny, blah blah blah. Then. They're sort of looking at these rocks again at this cemetery and a tree. And then I think they knock over one of the piles of rocks and they're like, why have you done that? Leave them where they are. And then she she puts it back and then kisses it. And they're sort of like, weird. what are you doing? And she's like, well, I don't why? want to upset anybody. I don't want to upset things. So I'm just, I'm just you know, just putting it back. Just, just kissing it. Yeah. Just putting it back. I'm covering my bases. That's fine. And then... They are back in the tent and they hear this like, I don't know what it is, but it's like cracking. It sounds like cracking noises. Like sticks cracking. Yeah, but it's like, it's really loud cracking noises and they're they're kind of going, hello, hello, is anyone there? And it's all around them. Like you need to, in this situation, you need to get out of the tent, massive torch, be like, what are you doing? To be honest, I'd have probably thought it's probably like an animal running past or something. And gone to sleep if that was me. Do you know what that's reminded me of? That's scary. Um, one of my relatives told me this story about someone who she knew in who was in Canada. He was a Canadian. Mm. Had been camping, and there was a raccoon. They'd been out felt in the same place for like three foot. They were doing some I don't know what, and there was a raccoon snuffling about, and it came back like that, and they knew it was a raccoon, mm. and then um, it come one night and it had gone away again and it came back so the guy got a saucepan he had like big heavy saucepan yeah and he could see its nose through the tent fabric snuffling so he took a saucepan and whacked it oh no oh shit it wasn't a raccoon it was a bear and apparently it like roared well he just bopped it on the the nose it'd be raging yeah and then stormed off. I feel like raccoons in like America are like a massive problem, aren't they? Because they go in your bins and stuff. You're in your bins. I love them because yeah. they look like little burglars. <laughs> they dress like little burglars <laughs> with their little masks. I love them. Like a little tail. I imagine they're yeah. quite bitey. They look like they might be quite bitey if you went near one though. I bet they're bitey. Yeah, I always think foxes look bitey as well. I don't know if uh, they are. Do you know what looks like the bitiest ferrets? My sister-in-law's dad used to have ferrets in the bottom really? of his garden. Yeah, he had a massive like ferret enclosure. So every time, oh wow, like I used to go visit them in the summer and stay for like a couple of weeks. So we used to go visit a dad, and and I was I was always like, can we go look at the ferrets? Can we go look at the ferrets? Go look at the ferrets. But they were really nice actually. They never bit me so. But yeah, I think they can be a bit bitey. I think everything's got. I'm Robert Conti, chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Speeding is a problem in DC. Make no mistake, speeding can be deadly. Speed limits exist for your safety. We remain focused on speed enforcement. Always obey posted speed limits. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. 
And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Potential to be a bit bitey, hasn't it? Yeah. But, but once... I'd been out on a walk with a group of other people it's years ago. I'll stop telling stories after I've just told the last story. <laughs> and um, there was a ferret or stoke, like whatever thing appeared. Yeah. And it was, it was quite tame. And this guy who was familiar with him picked it up. And he was like, oh, Jill. Jill. Like and I was like, Jill. Why have you named it Jill? And he was talking about Jill. And I was like, do you know this ferret or have you just named it Jill? And then he was like, oh no, it's a boy, Jasper. And then he let it go back into the wild. And I forgot about the story. And then like a couple of weeks ago, I found out that the name of a female ferret is a Jill. Uh, Ah. Named it Jill. Uh, Yeah, I thought he just named it I'd have liked it more if he had just named it Jill. Because that's... Like he bumped into a ferret that he knew and she was called Jill. It's like, you you look like a Jill. I will name you you Jill. You look like a Jill, little ferret. Oh. Literally, a female ferret is a Jill. There you go. We've learned something today. I've learned something today. I didn't know that. So, so yeah. So they're in this tent, and they get freaked out. And she's, I think she's on about like going to see what the noise is, and they're like, "I'm not going down there. Forget it." So gets to the next day, and it's pouring down with rain again. And they're kind of saying, "What was that noise last night? It was really weird. Like I don't like it." And then one of them mentions deliverance. It's like Deliverance. Uh-huh. I don't like it. We still need to watch that as well. We need to watch Deliverance. We do need to yeah. watch Deliverance, definitely. And she's, she's like, she's obsessed with getting everything recorded. Like, they're like, I don't like this. It's weird. And she's like, I need to get it all on camera. I need to document it. Mike is absolutely not into this at all. Yeah. So then they, they, go, on, they go on carrying on to the trek. No one's speaking to Heather at this point because they hate her guts. And they're kind of saying... We're going to get back to the car now because this was the aim that they went in and, and left basically yeah. in a couple of days. They had like two or three spots they had to get yeah. to and then they were going to get back to where the car was. Yeah. yeah, so they're like, yeah, we need to go around to get back to this car. But then I was thinking, why didn't you just go back the way you came? Yeah. Because you've just come from the car, so just go the back, back the way you came. Especially when she's got a track record of getting lost. Just go mm. the same way. But... You know, whatever. And she, she's adamant. She's like, we're on the trail. It's fine. We'll keep going. We'll find this car. And then they're basically like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Where are we going? What is happening? Yeah. Because it's that weird situation where they don't trust her. Oh, yeah. But they're still doing what she says. It's it's weird. And she's still But like, then there's probably no... Right. There's no other alternative, really. Because what are you going to do? Go off on your own and yeah, get yourself into bother kind of thing. They're stuck together because they're too scared... To be by themselves, but yeah. they don't want to be together. It's mm-hmm. it's a bit it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Situation. So then she so they say, shall we make camp? No, and then they kind of like turn the camera off because I'm sick of you. And she's still adamant. She's like, it's fine. It's gonna be fine. Mike is getting really pissed off at this point. He's like, I'm really mad. I can't cope with this anymore. So, yeah, because I I I saw both sides. Like I was annoyed at the lads. For- getting so sort of irate with her mm. and not not sort of 
having a little bit more control over the way yeah. that they were talking. Because I was like, if you really don't want her to film, you'd just be like, look. Just take the bloody camera off it. Can I all? Take it off it. Turn it off and be like, right, I've sorted it for you. At the same time, let's go. I was also really annoyed at her because she wouldn't stop filming. And she wouldn't admit that she was lost. Yeah, I was like, just admit, just just admit that you got lost, and then like everyone can get on. Yeah, yeah. So then they decide that they need to check the map because they clearly have no idea where they're going. But now it's dark. We've established she's definitely got them lost. And they're like, right, it's fine. We're going to get back on it tomorrow. For now, we'll go to sleep. And then it get it's night time again. And they start hearing these noises again. She goes out to see and does the, the standard, hello, like somebody's going to answer you and be like, oh, are you all right? And then she's like, oh, God, it's really, really cold. And then they hear this really loud cracking again. And then... I think one of the lads says it might be a deer. And she's like, it isn't, because it's everywhere. It's all round. And then they're like, right, we need to get this noise on tape and then see what it is. And they're like, what is that noise? Like, I couldn't I couldn't decide what it was, but it sounded to me like... Do you remember those toys that you got that were like... I call them clackers, but I don't know what they're actually called. It was like two balls attached to a pole and you click it backwards and forwards. And they kind of make they make like a cracking noise, but yeah, it it reminded me of that. So I decided at that point that's what it was, and then I couldn't take it seriously. What are those things they used to have at football matches? Those things that these people used to. Oh, and they go, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what they're called, but I know what you mean. Invents these things that are noisy. It's terrible, isn't it? Literally inventing something purely to annoy everyone around you. Yeah. 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 So she she's like outside trying to capture this noise. Mike is raging. Then they wake up to these little piles of rocks outside the tent that were like in the cemetery. And then she's saying they definitely weren't there. And then they're like, "Well, how yeah. do you know it was dark? We might have pitched a tent on them or something." And she's like, "No, I think we'd know if we did that but, uh, because they were quite big piles." A tent in the centre of three piles of rocks. Yeah. It's interesting. They keep swapping their roles. Like, yeah, yeah. The Mike was like, oh, I don't like it or whatever. Yeah. And then in the morning, she's like, oh, I don't, like, these rocks are of mystical significance. And they're like, well, no, it could just be a coincidence. It really... Coincidence. I don't really believe in any... And it's like they keep swapping their reactions. Yeah, yeah. So then they decide that they really need to get the fuck out of there to their car immediately. Mm-hmm. She's like... She she's faffing with this camera and they're like, put the camera down and start packing. We need to get out of here now. He is done with it at this point. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm not I'm not staying. I'm going, I can't. Yeah. No. Then she says, Did you take the map? Because she can't find the map. They're all really tired at this point. They're all really ratty. And they're just they every everything's just irritating them at this point with each other. I probably would have taken a spare one. Like, I'd have had a map, he'd have had a map, you know, like, each person had a map, but that's just me. Mm. But then also, I wouldn't be wandering around the woods like a weirdo, so, you know. The other issue that they probably had was there weren't many landmarks that were visible, because it seemed to be... Because it was just trees. Yeah. You couldn't really say that that's there, we are here kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
so yeah, so she's like, where's this map? And they're like, well, you've always had the map because obviously she likes to be in control. So she's had the map the entire time. Uh, and she's like, well, I haven't got it now. So one of you must have taken it. And then they're like, we just want to leave. And then she's like, where, where's the map? And she's like, right, fine. We don't have this map. We're just going to follow this creek. Mike just sets off. And they're like, yeah. whoa, where are you going? What are you doing? And he's like, I, I'm, I'm going. I can't. I'm, I'm just going. I'm getting to this car. And then they're like, we need to stick together. And they're all having sort of this big argument with each other. Do you know what they should have done? They should have looked at the map before they set off and been like, right, if we get lost and we lose our bearings, we will walk to this river and follow it in this way downstream or whatever yeah you like look at look at the map and find something because i feel like when you're doing something like that you plan a route order to the area don't you you like plan a route to where you would go i I don't know i I suppose the problem was their compass either the problem was they're a pack of idiots and they shouldn't be doing it (laughs) so so they're sort of saying well people will worry and probably come looking for us so it'll be fine mike gets his feet wet and then gets really mad because uh and then she gets wet shoes and then they laugh at her and then she gets mad because she's like don't laugh at me and they're like ha 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 because obviously really annoyed um yeah i found this bit annoying as well because they were laughing at her when something went wrong for her yeah because they were so annoyed with her they didn't it's it's the onion i mean later on in the film they did it's the onion the onion of hatred has built of hatred into the layers. size of a Spanish onion at this point. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, bad. So they're still arguing about this map. And then in the end, Mike says that he threw the map into the creek. And they're like, what? Oh, and he's like, yeah, I chucked annoying. it. I chucked it in the creek because it wasn't doing bugger all because we're lost. So I threw it away. And then... They're really annoyed because he's done that. Then they start calling him an arsehole and then they're like, if we die, it's your fault because you got rid of the map. And blah, 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 blah. So then they basically, yeah, the map's not worth anything. And then they've got a compass. So they decide, I think they decide to go east. So then they want her to give up the compass and she's like, I'm not giving that up because you've thrown a map into the river. So I'm not doing yeah. it. Well, it goes back to the thing where it's like, what group of people are hiking mm. for a number of days in mm-hmm. a woodland environment that doesn't have like clear trails yeah and they've only got one compass between the three of what if, what if they've got separated or whatever spares anyway, carry it, spares the film relies on them getting lost don't be, don't be idiots yeah so at this point basically like she's suggesting stuff that they're not listening to her anymore at this point because they've just had enough of her they end up wandering to this uh, this clearing and they're like, oh, there's stuff down here. And then you see the what I've called the hanging little tree people. Mm. So it's that like that iconic kind of wooden person, which yeah, not scary. They're just little tree people. I don't get it. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, it's really creepy. And she's like, they're everywhere. There's loads. And then they're basically like, well, let's get out of here. Stop taping. And then they kind of have this... Kind of, I think... (laughs) I agree, she needed to stop taping. I think this is the point where Mike just absolutely loses his shit and just starts going, "Ah!" (laughs) Which made me laugh so much. (laughs) The National Anthem or something. Yeah, it was like, he's absolutely raging at this point. He's literally can't form words. He's just going, "Ah!" (laughs) And then they're like, help! It is frustrating. 
but I found it funny. If viewers feel the need to mute you. Was you that when you muted him? Survive. Yeah. And then it's and then they're basically you, saying yeah. they're like, Help, help us, somebody help us, we're lost. So So you're being pursued by a something. supernatural villain and you're calling for help. It's like it's not going to help you. Yeah. It's not going to help you. It'll probably murder you. <laughs> they uh, they set up camp, but they don't light a fire because they don't want people to mess with them because they think like, that maybe yeah. the fire's attracted somebody and they're messing with them. So the, whoever they so that kind of is following them must be incredibly fleet of foot. It kind of make it kind of makes sense. So they 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 sort of they're like we need a sleep because clearly at this point they've not had any sleep. Yeah. They're angry, they're irritable, they're hungry, they need a sleep. And then they start hearing, like, voices outside and they're not sure if they're children's voices, they're not sure what they're saying, but they can hear these voices outside and they're absolutely shitting themselves at this point. Mm. Get the camera. They basically run into the darkness. Just stay in your tent. I get it. Like, well, a voice is isn't going to do anything. Just they were really scrambling around, and you couldn't couldn't really tell see them anything. Yeah, I've put on. wiggly camera because then one of them's like, "What is that? Oh my god!" And then they all start running, but you can't see anything. All you can see is like blur. And I'm like, "Well, that isn't scary because you can't see anything." Then there's a light on this camera, so they they stop and they like turn the light off because it's going to attract whoever it is yeah. to us. So they're basically, like, out in the open now. Why they didn't just stay in the tent, I've no idea. Then they start to hear a baby screaming. And then they're like, was that a baby screaming? I don't know. I don't know what it is. And then they're like, listen, listen. And then there's, like, this sort of whispery, whispery going on. But you can't tell what it is. And then they're like, right, I don't hear anything. Let's go back. And then they're like, it's daylight now. So how? So basically, they were just running around the woods in the dark. Like a... yeah trio of idiots oh my god so then they get back to their camp and it looks like it's been raided and there's all this like slime everywhere what's that meant to be i don't know who knows well if they're being followed by a snail and that's just a little snail breaking branches as it moves slowly over maybe that's what the blair witch is it's a tiny snail. Large. I'd love that. Is it a tiny snail or a giant snail? No, it's a tiny snail. It's a tiny snail. Lots of tiny snails. A million tiny snails. <laughs> like a school of fish. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's all, like, it looks like they've been absolutely raided because the stuff's been thrown around, but I think mm. it's only, like, Mike's stuff. Yeah. That's been, so, so he's, he's yeah, One human. person gets targeted with their stuff, but he's like, Ugh, Oh, it's me and all my stuff's all covered in slime. Is raging. So then uh, she's still documenting it. She's still filming. They're like, turn the goddamn camera off because you're driving me mad. But she won't. And they they cross See, a stream. Like, at this point, like, I get that she was saying if she has to stop filming, it no longer becomes, like, a documentary. I feel like it's kind of a... admitting that they're in trouble. If she, if she but... keeps filming, it's not for no reason. Yeah. Because she's documented. But at the same time, it was causing stuff. so much aggravation yeah. to the other two people. Oh, yeah, like definitely. Her continuing filming was doing so much more harm. Than I genuinely think I would have film. punched her in the face by now. <laughs> in fact, I'd have punched them all in the face. Ugh, so annoying. So they're sort of talking to her about this camera, and they're basically saying it's, 
it's reality, but it's not quite reality. And and you're using the camera to kind of pretend that all this shit isn't happening. Yeah. And it and it's not real to you kind of thing, which I kind of do get. And then they're like, we need to hold it together because if we don't, we're never going to get out of here. And then uh, I think Mike wants a cigarette. They've no cigarettes. Mm. And then they decide that they're going to go south this time because east didn't work that time. And they're like, we've been here for three nights. Everything's getting worse. It's interesting that yeah. Like when they chose to go south, or when they chose to go the first direction, yeah, they were heading. They presumably were. He- they knew their car was east of them. Yeah. So why have they then lost so much faith in their location that they now think their car is south of them, or do they just think their compass is like ninety, 90 degrees out? God knows. Or I don't know Who what knows? they're doing. Who knows? So. Do you know what they should have done? Floated down the river on an impromptu raft because nothing could keep up with that. Yeah, they'd have ended up getting out of the bloody forest quicker. So That's when they find out that they're headed to like a major waterfall. They're kind of... They're kind of delirious at this point and, and they kind of figure yeah, they're that they're really just upset. they're just walking in circles and, and they see this log that they crossed again, which they think is the same log, and he's like, It's the same log, why are we going in circles? She just starts crying and then I put, Fuck you, log. I don't know if he says fuck you, log. He might do. <laughs> but then uh, and they're like, No, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be fine, we're gonna camp and now we'll go east. Oh, this is where they decide to go east. We've walked south, but now we're gonna try east. So yeah, it's they're just they're just getting gradually more and more lost at this point. Like mm. they're not they're not. I get it because if they've yeah they've, they've never had enough sleep, they've not got enough food, so their yeah. spirits will definitely be low. Like, oh that yeah, is definitely. Understand what's cold and wet and stuff. That's it. They... It's fine, but that is when you need to be like, I'm gonna use my fear and turn it into energy. Positive energy to get the hell out of here. Annoyance at each other. That's it. So, yeah, Josh. Josh films Heather and the kind of like, let's let's not fight. Let's think about this. So like, we'll what we'll do like shifts of watching. So one person stays away. If you think someone's stalking, and everyone everyone's shifts of watching. I've just put everyone yells at Heather because they are sick of her at this point. They're all wrapped up. As it's freezing, and they all they all kind of apologise at this point, and they're like, right, we need to just regroup, and we need to get out of here. And then they start talking about food that they want, because obviously they're starving, and they're talking about, like, mm. oh, it's like, I really want a burger. I'd really like my mum's mashed potato, that'd be nice, and, and all this kind of... Which I would probably do, because I'd be like, I'm, I'm starving. It gets to... It, some, some time passes, and then they're like, where's Josh gone? And they're like, well, I'll find, we'll find him, he'll turn up. He's probably just gone for a little wander or something. And they're like, did he run off? And then he's like, he's supposed to be taking his shift now. So it's Mike and Heather by themselves. And then she's like, how do you feel about going east? And then he says, what does he say? He's like, which uh, which side was the wicked witch in? And she's like, that was west. So he's like, right, well, we'll go east then. Because we're using Wizard of Oz logic to get us out of this forest now, because that's a good idea. So they set up camp again. They're kind of trying to figure out where the hell Josh is because they're like, he's been missing for a while now. Yeah, which is very concerning because he, I mean, he might have stormed off in annoyance, but it's unlikely that he would do that, isn't it? When yeah. Considering the situation that they're in. Yeah. So. Because you wouldn't be out there on your own. No, this is it. And then they, they kind of decide that they're going to go hiking 
and we'll probably just find him. And then they feel like they can hear Josh screaming for help, but obviously they don't see anybody and there's no answer from him. They start crying because they're getting really, like, scared at this point. And then yeah. basically they're like, right, we can't sleep. Whatever it was really sounded like him. Then the uh, the morning after, they find a bundle of twigs outside the tent. And then she's like, I'm just going to move it out of the way. It's nothing. Let's not worry about it. But see, maybe <coughs> you should... I, like, at this point, they know that someone is stalking Someone's them messing with them, I'm yeah. Like, like best maybe... case scenario, it's just a person messing with them. Yeah, which yeah. is bad. Which isn't great, but like, scenario. best case scenario, yeah. So Mike's rocking backwards and forwards at this point. He's lost it. He's rocking He's like a baby. And then basically she sits down next to him and they both start rocking. And I was like, well, you're not going to go out doing that. You really need yeah. to, like... I do, like, I'd sympathise with their level of um, distress because it would be a distressing situation. Yeah. But I don't sympathise with them turning on each other just because they're distressed. Yeah. People do yeah. that, though, don't they? They just slash out when, yeah, they're, when they're stressed. Yeah. I don't. I'm not that kind of person, but I know some people do. So she decides to open this bundle of sticks because there's a big bundle of sticks and it's tied together. So she opens it up and she finds blood and teeth and teeth. hair. Uh, Apparently uh. the hair and the teeth were real as well. Yeah, mm. I was like... Oh, I mean, the hair being real... Where did like they get it from? Awesome. I know. Where did you get a tooth? But, so... <laughs> She starts hyperventilating. Yeah, she starts hyperventilating because she's like, oh my God, this is horrible. And she absolutely has a meltdown at this point, but then kind of gets herself together a little bit. And she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's going to be fine. Then she can't get a backpack on and she's kind of like, I can't get my backpack on, I'm really stressed. Uh, Then they're like, right, we need to get back to where the little tree people were. They're really, like, I mean, it's probably been, what, three or four days now, so they're absolutely tired, delirious, don't know what they're doing. Mike eats a leaf, so he's like, (laughs) fuck it, I am a man of the forest now, I'm going to eat this leaf. And she's like, why are you eating a leaf? It's really weird. And then we get the the iconic shot of her face. Yeah, that shot, I wasn't expecting that shot. I I was surprised by how much I recognised it. Yeah, that's Not kind of like the most iconic bit projects. in the film. Of her yeah. just crying it's and so snotting all over everywhere. the place. Oh. And then she's sort of saying, I want to apologise to the mums. I was really naive. I'm really sorry. And then she gets like, the, I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. It was my project. It was my fault. It all had to be my way. I've ruined everyone's lives. And now we're getting hunted. And then, like, the last bit, she's like, I love you, mum and dad, and then basically says, I'm going to die out here, which is quite chilling. I'll give him that one. It is quite... Yeah, That's it's, quite it's chilling. It's frightening. Yeah. It, I think the, the the fear in the film comes from the sense of, like, recognition yeah. that they aren't going to be able to get out, rather yeah. than, like, yeah. the whole witch mythology. It's more... Because that could... I guess, like, getting lost in the, in the woods could happen. Like, that... that bit yeah. of it could be it quite, quite scary because it does happen yeah, yeah yeah so then they hear josh shouting again in the dark so they're like right where is he josh where are you so they go to find this noise in the dark and they find this old derelict house Ugh. 
and they go to investigate it in the dark. It's all de it's all derelict. It's an absolute fixer upper, you know. There's parts of the ceiling missing. There's all like brick everywhere, dust everywhere. It's it's Does it look like the sort of place you'd want to spend the night? And there's loads of like handprints all over the walls, which is really Ooh, weird. Children's handprints. And then they're kind of saying, they're like, do you think Josh is in here? So they kind of go further and further into this house to see if he's it, there. I, I found it interesting. So I'd have waited till so the daytime, and then go. Yeah, let's let's imagine you you've been out lost in the woods for three or four days, and you're being hunted by some sort of. Something. Individual or group who are messing with you, and you find what might be their lair, so you just go straight in. You don't, yeah, like get out of there straight. Just go straight in. Yeah, I think Josh is in there. Yeah, and I'm like, would I just? It seemed like they totally uh, were so driven by fear that they became fearless at this point. Yeah, it's yeah, it's and weird, isn't it? It did. It didn't quite sit right. No. Like what, what, perhaps in this situation, what you could, I suppose, if they thought their friend was in there and he was dying or something, then you might want to go in. But at least, yeah. Man, don't just like run up and down mm-hmm. shouting. Just mm-hmm. go through room by room. Listen and, and hear, follow. Like, yeah, that's it. They're really, they're really sort of distraught and and they're yeah. like at an eleven now, so they're like running around and screaming and shouting and. Uh, carrying on so yeah. she's got a black and white camera and he's got a coloured camera so he goes downstairs yeah. to, to try and find this noise of Josh like where it's coming from really wiggly camera so you can't see what what the hell is going on yeah. and then the camera's just knocked to the floor but in the meantime in the background all you can hear is her screaming her head off so then she tries to find where Mike's gone and sort of enters the same room that Mike was in. Yeah. So they split up, and he's like, "Yeah, like oh, I can hear him downstairs." And they run downstairs, and they're like, "I can hear him upstairs." And they run upstairs, stuff like that. Yeah. So then she follows where he was, but it's in black and white film now, and she enters the same room that Mike went in because you kind of see the window and the corner. So she goes round this corner, and sees Mike facing the wall. And then she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Mike, Mike, where? And then basically you just see the camera just get knocked and then it falls on its side, but you can't really tell what's going on. And then it finishes. That's it. Yeah. There's no payoff. This is the thing that annoyed me the most about this film. Like, there's no payoff to it at all. Like, I don't have to see things. Like, I, I get the kind of... I like ambiguous films where you don't see a lot, but, like, there's not even a little tiny glimpse. Like, even if it was just a tiny bit, that would have been better, but there's no payoff at all. Literally, you get to the end of the film and you see him stood in a corner. Do you think it's open to interpret... Like, there was a a sort of small part of me that was like, did Josh murder her and it was all them leading her... Maybe. To this location. But I, think, and I think it's implied that it was the Blair Witch and the Blair Witch was, was real Blair, because yeah. he was stood in the corner like that woman said. I think. So, but like. So imagine you're being stalked, there's murders, you're genuinely terrified for your well being. You get into the basement and there is the person who's been 
terrorizing you and are like face the wall oh of course will yeah. yeah of course yeah you wouldn't do that would you no but i'm guessing it's kind of meant to be supernatural and yeah because I think, because yeah. I think it said like one had to stand in the corner, and then the other one got murdered. Yeah, because so then obviously the, like, the but then he gets murdered as well. Eyes on him. Yeah, I just, I, I just feel like there just wasn't, there wasn't a payoff, yeah. and it, and it just annoyed I, me. I yeah. really, really tried to watch it with an open mind, and I really, really tried <laughs> to like it, but I just don't like it. I don't understand it. I don't understand. I don't understand how people think it's good. Because it's not, it's boring. I, it was, it was different. And sometimes it is enjoyable to have something, it, sometimes it's refreshing to have a, a different take yeah, I mean, on stuff. Yeah, I mean, it did, it did kind of revive found footage. And, yeah. I, and I see what, and I do see what they did, but I've seen better found footage. Yeah. I've seen a lot better found yeah, footage. Yeah, I think the, the agitation level of the characters. mm was out of proportion to the actual frights and what were happening. Yeah. Meaning it it turned it more into a like, well, we will assume the Blair Witch legend is real, but the actual like yeah. drama in the film is these people arguing. Yeah. And it's not the most entertaining kind of way yeah. to watch people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I just didn't enjoy it. I tried. I've given it another chance, but it's just not for me. I mean, if I, if you it's like different. it, then fine. But I just don't. I just don't understand it. It had some aspects that I did like. Yeah. Um, but it, I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, it there just falls. Some things that I was like, oh, that was interesting. Yeah. But not like. It just falls a bit flat for me. Yeah. Had it been an entirely different film and something actually <laughs> happened in it, it would have been really good. Yeah, my my it be rating to like redo it again. It so has been redone. Imagine... It's been redone. Has it's it been, been remade. Redone? Yeah, there was a there was one that came out. Uh, was it two thousand and eighteen? I've not watched it though. Oh. But maybe yeah, we should. Maybe we should. Yeah, see what happens. Maybe we should. Maybe it'd be good. But um, yeah, rating for me, it's a one out of five. I just yeah. I just don't like it. It's not for me. Uh, gore, it's not gory, so I've given it a zero. There's, like, no gore in it or anything. Humour, probably a one for the odd <laughs> sort of weird bit, like where Mike eats a leaf. I was like, why are you eating a leaf? But, yeah, it's not for I me. I think the, the interviews... I don't think I'll be watching it again. people were quite funny. Yeah, and the, the toddler with the, with the mouth covering. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite funny. But... Yeah, it's just not for me, so I don't think I'll watch it again. I've given it I've given it another go. I don't like it. No. No. I would definitely watch the sequel. Oh no. But I think it's one of those. If you haven't ever seen the film, mm. it's probably worth watching even if you perhaps don't enjoy it because then you're at least getting a perspective that's yeah. Different, and you can, if you want, you can then be like, "Well, I have confirmed that I did not enjoy that film." Yeah, because so it is a lot. A lot of people like really, really love it. Like it's a beloved film in the horror genre. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it might be if you enjoy 
interpersonal tension in a film yeah then you might sort of be wrapped up in it but i was so sort of more when i was watching them like mm. i was so frustrated by them like yeah. attacking each other yeah that i was like i can't have sympathy but if you mm-hmm. do you have sympathy for the emotional kind of back and forth then you might enjoy it i'm, I'm being nice really though aren't I? yeah i can't i just can't <laughs> i can't do it <laughs> I feel kind of bad for the actors because apparently she been... uh, she now uh, runs a medical marijuana farm. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Did any of them act significantly since, apart from Sunny in Philadelphia? Um, I don't know. I think so. Let me look. I'm gonna look. I wonder how much they got paid. They got a thousand pounds a day. That uh, doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, considering it made all that million. Yeah, considering it made all that money. Yeah. I wonder if they got a post. They've been like, in... if they had a like a, a a bonus after the sales. Yeah, they, they they do that sometimes, don't they? That would be nice. Uh, I feel like Josh, they should get that. Josh is still acting. He's been in quite a lot of stuff, but the other two not not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if it made that much money, I feel like those three yeah they didn't really get a lot out of it if yeah yeah but that does happen sometimes doesn't it with stuff like that like they get sort of back pay essentially from it yeah so i assume they probably did that's it you just don't know do you put so much effort into the hype i think it was like the highest grossing horror film for a long time i think probably until paranormal activity came out because that was kind of the same, really low budget, but made a lot of money. Yeah. Well, next week. Yeah. Next week, we're going back to Giallo. So we're going to do. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to do Dario Argento's opera. Ooh. Mm. I don't know what that's about. Is it about the opera? It's about the opera. That's and nice murders. Look. Murders at the opera. That sounds good. Yeah, it's that good. Great. It's good. Does someone sing a note that cracks glass? Because I like it when they do that. Um, I don't know. Because they always, whenever there's an opera singer Is that on TV, possible. They always have to sing a note that cracks glass, and that's how they. That's how they know that they're very that's good. That's how they escape. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think you can actually do that, can you? I don't I know. Mean, I yeah. imagine it's been on MythBusters at some point. I think you could probably sing a note that could crack a wine glass that you're holding. But I don't mm. think... Because they, it, they make it's it normally from, like, miles away, isn't it? Yeah. Skyscraper, yeah. 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 But we'll see if that happens. So, next week, watch opera. What's it on? Prime. Oh, OK. It's on Prime, yeah. Cool. In the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod and we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. Like us. Spread the word. Yeah, spread the word. Ferret facts. Ferret facts. Have you noticed how there's so many albino ferrets? I haven't. No. It's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, for next week, watch opera. Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next week. Yep. Bye.
switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea.